Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Top of the morning to you, gents. Or should I say, a fine Saturday morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. It's so much fun to hear that. Oh. <laughs>
It's been a long time, Andy. It is. It's been uh, far too I, long. I hate you for your enthusiasm this morning. <laughs> uh, Slow down. Slow your roll. Pete, Pete, it's not it's not like it's it's not like it's Friday the day after where you're still in like I got turkey belly and I'm like uh getting up. It's like you had all of yesterday to let that, your food whatever, coma should not last more than 24 hours. Came, I should, yeah. <laughs> I actually did quite well this year because we didn't have turkey for the first time in, in our family history. We we made glorious lemon garlic scallops and everything else. So we had scallops and cranberry <laughs> sauce and stuffing and potatoes and squash and everything else. And, and three pies and everything. But scallops. And that means there weren't the kind of leftovers that we normally have. And there was no prep the scallops take like six minutes to make <laughs> and so so i had so much more time to play video games with my son and to watch oh my god you guys the great british baking show this season <laughs> oh great british bake off gbbo i am in that's if so you've funny never watched that show it's wonderful but do and, they throw uh, food at the contestants they made Andy. I thought of, you're right. Not out of an air cannon for That's... sure. But one of the things that they, one of the spotlight, like signature challenges, things that they had to make was the the, the host gave them the challenge to make a a cake in the shape of a bust of somebody who's important to them, like who inspires them. Wow! And so it's these giant layer cakes that are sculpted into the shape of. And I thought. I could see Steve Randy as a giant head cake. I could. This is the first time I feel like I realize you guys are fine as humans, but you may have reached your final form if we somehow made you into a cake, a bust cake. Yes. You know, I have a yeah. friend who makes cakes, and you know, it's the really fancy cakes where it's all the whatever that yeah. stuff is that you, like, yeah, yeah, fondant, the fondant, fondant. yeah. Yes. And she yeah, did a yes. baby Yoda cake in his little kind of floating floating carriage thing and yeah. she she works in the industry and she sent it to the set of uh the mandalorian for their uh first day of shooting on season three i think so it's like well that's kind of fun and it looked so good and i'm like who is going to be the bastard who <laughs> puts that knife to baby yoda and cuts into him what do you what do you cut first <laughs> do you take an ear yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Do you eat one of its baby eyes? <laughs> what is the first thing of Baby Yoda that you would eat? After the Holocaust that is this season, Baby Yoda eats the final eggs of an entire race of... <laughs> I mean, come on. I haven't watched season two yet. So I oh. love that you put an, ar you put an article in the there. Like, Let's talk about this. It starts... Hey, don't read this if you haven't watched episode whatever. And I'm like, well, I'm not reading I any further because I'm not. I did uh, in my even in my headline. I spoiled it for you. Yeah, it was a big surprise yeah. this week. Well, all I know is that Andy's been telling me for probably years I, I need to watch the Clone Wars series, and now this I've seen that there's enough stuff where I'm like. Oh, geez. Do I need to watch all whatever seven seasons before I get? And I know I don't have to, yeah. but I feel like it's one of those. I'm going to get more of an enjoyment out of season two of The Mandalorian if I've watched The Clone Wars, because apparently we've got some crossover. Yeah, definitely. Now. Yeah, definitely. In the season yeah. uh, seven, there are crossovers happening, um, but it really helps to get up to speed with some of the characters and their yeah. Uh, storylines before you really get to that point, just so you have an understanding of them. Although I wouldn't say it's yeah. necessary, but 
No, and I it's... I haven't finished uh, the you know I'm I'm pretty close, but I I haven't finished Clone Wars, and I feel like I'm missing some some holes that I've had to read up on. And one of them was in the season finale of season one, which was the the dark saber. And that's not that, season I mean, that one was, of that's not that's Rebels. Of Mandalorian. That's Rebels of Man- Mandalorian. Oh, oh, Mandalorian. Yes, I'm talking right. about Mandalorian, yeah. and he comes out of the he cuts his way out, and so the dark saber that was Rebels, and I haven't watched that at all. Yeah, I started and, it, but that's one that I'm, yeah, okay, way behind. So they've tied they've tied a lot of these. So Bo Katan was that was Bo Katan a character from Rebels or? I don't know. I, I haven't gotten you, far you enough. Got, well, then I would assume that it's Rebels and not not Clone Wars because you would know. Um, well, I'm just uh, my 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 Star Wars brain is forgetting all these names right now. Is that? Uh, oh, is, it's early for you too, huh? <laughs> Good. <laughs> is that um, what's her name? Battlestar Galactica. Katie, Katie yes. Sackhoff, then yeah. she is in yeah, okay. in uh, Clone Wars. Okay, that's She's, where she was introduced, and then she popped up in Rebels. Or my yeah. Oh. yeah. That was a great addition to the Mandalorian lore. Yeah, fantastic. I it was fantastic yep. what they did there. And um, and then this, we finally have, uh, I, who I think is, just judging by fandom, uh, has become a fan favorite in Ahsoka Tano, uh, which oh. I thought was just kind of a toss-off character in the first few seasons of Clone Wars, and now is somebody people really, really want to see, and they gave her to us this week well that's why you need to finish watching clone wars because her storyline like is it's just so good it's so okay, good so that's, and that's season, and it's really season six and seven is it, where that matures it built yeah it built i mean she's throughout she's she i oh, mean I right from the beginning she's yeah. she's anakin skywalker's padawan and uh but yeah her storyline develops really strongly in those last couple seasons and that's what i say like season 7 like the the finale of season season 7 is some of the best star wars i've seen it's just so good okay all right well and baby yoda has a name but i'm not going to say it here because i deeply prefer baby yoda i do too and, and i so haven't seen the child. i haven't seen he's the child he's the child you're such a purist he's the child what are you a monk you're such a purist no it's <laughs> no well okay so because we we have some family members that hadn't seen it so we watched the first four episodes uh yesterday again and i'm like because i'm like oh well this has been a while i'll ramp up to season two well, I, I gotta fit clone wars in there but yes because it's the child. He's the child. But that's not even that was what I'm talking about. I know. He, he has I know it's his name name. name. Yeah. Of course so he does. We could argue about He's baby Yoda or the child, but I, I'm okay yes. with either. I'm not no. calling it what it is right now. It's Bob, okay. right? It's baby Yoda. The Bob Maluga Luga 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 Good old frog eating Bob. Frog eating Bob. Right. There he is. Okay. have you have you seen the behind the scenes stuff on that? How they shot the um in the the orb the volume? Oh it's yes, yeah, amazing. Have we talked about that on this show. It is we did. stunning. We did, yeah, it's, oh. yeah, yeah. Because Andy's listened to all the Satman episodes, Pete. He can tell you exactly which <laughs> episode right. we talked well, about. Back that episode. <laughs> yes, and so <laughs> listeners, go back to that episode. We don't need to rehash it here. Okay. We'll move on. It's Thank that you. good no. though. You should. <laughs> no, it is. I, I, I love the because we probably talked about that, but I love the fact that it's. John Favreau, how he transitioned to that through working on Jungle Book and Lion King and the shifts in technology. And I think, okay, how many more, you know, studios are going to develop something like that that's going to really, you know, do that. But I guess now with the COVID, it's easier, it's better to shoot outside than in a confined space, I guess. 
So it was, is COVID just destroying, you know, the ability to shoot on a closed set like that? Oh, well, who knows with, with, <laughs> with curfews and everything. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really curious yes. what's going to yeah. like, how things are going to shape as things yeah. continue with this, especially here in the States where, uh, it's pretty clear that our country has no sense as to how to manage something like this. It's a, uh, Oh, well, like productions in Australia, I'd probably feel pretty safe in being something oh, down sure. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. what, what else in the news? Did you hear this thing about, uh, I mean, we did our our uh, Friday series uh, earlier in the year, Pete. Did you hear about this whole thing with on Love? You know, he was in this movie, <laughs> Love Retreat, which came out. Couples you know, Retreat. Couples Retreat, couples which retreat, came out yeah. Uh, yeah. 11 years ago now. And he's just started uh, a lawsuit with Universal because they whitewashed him out of the movie poster in the overseas release of this film. Which happened when? <laughs> At the time. Way back. At the time. Yes. And now but, he's doing the lawsuit. Well, but, there, no, 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 there's, there's a story. There's yeah. more to yeah. it. I need, you yes. need, yeah, you got to give me the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. The story is that he had complained to Universal at the time that this had happened and was very upset because, you know, it's, you know, he wanted them to fix it. And so what they did to kind of uh, try to calm him down and prevent him from filing lawsuit, they promised to the immediate, this is what it says, the immediate cessation of the racist international poster and prompt recompense to Mr. Love in the form of lucrative career-making film roles. And you'll get more movies. <laughs> you'll get more movies. Well, and no, no, no. Career making right. movies. They can guarantee it's going to make him a star, which well, I thought that's no. a stretch. It's a stretch yeah. to push that. <laughs> yes. But yeah. yes. the, the idea was that he would be in some larger films. Yeah. And his complaint yeah. is that now with the increase in the box office of black led films that that and proving that they can have huge success it's like you know with all of this stuff that's been happening they still have done nothing to to kind of throw anything his way and so it's uh i think it's pretty interesting that um I mean, I, I just find it interesting that it took so long for him to finally hit this point where he was going to sue them. Like, let's wait 11 years to see if they're going to finally do something for him. Um, but also, I think it's interesting and, uh, I don't know, perhaps representative of the system at the time that they would um, not actually follow up on what they agreed to. And they never really pulled all the posters. I mean, they, they quote, pulled them, but, you know, that you can still find them everywhere online. Yeah, it's the internet. You can't destroy it. Well, that's very that's, hard. That's, that is that's one hard, thing. Yeah. But I, I mean, I would have to look at what projects he's been in to see, you know, have they put him into some of the, you know, films that you would think, okay, this is that that opportunity. But I mean, to say, oh, you you promised you were going to make me a star and you didn't would be like Jake Lloyd saying, George Lucas, you promised I'd have this thriving career after being in Phantom Menace. And it's like, well, kid, sorry, you didn't have the chops to really pull that off. And I, nothing against Mr. Love. I think, you know, again, talented actor, but to say that we're going to do star making things for you, but you know, that's one thing versus have they really provided? Cause I think that in the article, it even said like Vince Vaughn was, you know, stepped in to help resolve this. And there was like a TV show that was going to happen. There's a lot of, you know, clearly I think there's some promises that were not kept and whether it was just that they were speaking and, you know, 
oh, we're going to, we're going to make efforts to do these things. And that's harder to pin somebody down to, but clearly it's an issue. What was even more surprising to me was, uh, they, they talk about the white Washington posters when they talk about the Italian posters for 12 years a slave, which I had not seen before, which is like a huge, you know, 90% of the poster is either Brad Pitt's face or Michael Fassbender's face, you know, then you've got, you know, 12 years a slave. And then you've got, you know, very, very small in the <laughs> right in corner. You've got like Chewy tell they're sort of like running. And I thought, okay, that's, that's a problem when you have the star of the movie, you know, minimized like that with, with couples retreat. I think it's a little bit more com- complicated because I'm sorry. I'm looking at these 12 years of slave posters. Yes. They are comedy. They are that's pretty shocking. An embarrassment. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Whereas with couples retreat, it's, you've got clearly the posters are trying to emphasize who are the box office draws, who are the stars. And so they're going to front those to eliminate. But that's to eliminate them completely is (laughs) is a problem. I totally agree. I totally agree to like take, you know, you've got whatever three or four couples and you're going to just eliminate one altogether. Yes. I don't know what the reason was for that. I think they said they were trying to simplify the poster. And I thought, well, are you going into a place where you feel like having, you know, equal representation on the poster is somehow going to limit the box office draw of the poster or of the film that that gets really, really messy. And sketchy. Well, they What's even, so they even took it. his What's name it? off yeah. of the the they list did. of yeah. names. Oh, yes. Yeah. I saw, yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it, but they, they, they took, they, you guys, the, the couple phase, they were not even like they were already. Uh, right. Oh, and the minimized yeah, so they were so tiny. Yeah. Unrecognizable. It is comically bad in any context. And then to remove, I don't know. I mean, I think aesthetically removing them is less of an embarrassment than the way they were in the original poster, <laughs> right? Like, Faison Love is unrecognizable in that poster. He's it's in the background. He's a tiny, tiny He's little man in the background. But it's same same thing with, like, all the Avengers the posters. The, the concept of having yeah, them yeah. on the poster is more important yeah. than yeah. being removed. And again, his name is on the list on that poster along with his partner's right. name and both of their names right. are yeah. are Callie removed Hawk. to put uh right. for the bigger one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. It's it is terrible. And Jean Renault's name is on the poster yes. and isn't or <laughs> yes, is yes. not on he's not pictured there at all. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, So is this a story about representation in in film marketing or statute of limitations on on bringing lawsuits against this kind of stuff? I I don't I I feel like they're it's hard because I see his point and his perspective. And I think he's a very funny man and uh, and and deserves, um, you know, more recognition for good work. Uh, And also, it's been a long time. Right. Right. Yeah, strange story. I'm curious to hear yeah. where it goes. Uh, if it just if they just throw some money at it and it just goes yeah. away or or what? Yeah. So we'll see. Or I mean, we'll suddenly see Phase on Love in a lot of new movies. Right, he'll be he'll be helming Universal. the yeah. the return of the uh, um, the dark. Universal, all the horror. Movies. Oh yeah, there we go. Phase on love in the Invisible Man. Phase on love in the Wolf Man. 
but he won't be on any of the posters. He That's won't the be, deal. Right. We'll put no. you in all the movies, <laughs> and you can headline them, but you won't be in any he of won't the be. posters. Oh, yeah. oh, it's terrible. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel, I really feel for the guy. Like, that, that uh, yeah. All right. Um, what's next? Kurt Russell. You know, I read this Which... and I thought, please, please tell me that he meant Mel Gibson. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, this is this is the type of article where it comes out. I'm like, this is just the attempt to do some some type of PR for the film by throwing something ridiculous out there that say it says that Kurt Russell's last role ever could be Santa Claus. And I thought, okay, that could be interesting. He, Kurt Russell's getting up in years, and maybe he's just like, this is an easy gig. It's it's fun. I get to work with my wife, all that. This is like, but then when Chris Columbus says, you know, when a guy plays Santa Claus, most of the time it's not taken seriously. But when Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus, he writes 170 pages about the guy's backstory and mythology. That is an actor's commitment. He's committed to this role in a way you expect De Niro to be committed to Jake LaMotta. And I thought, no. I mean, yes, po quite possibly. But this is just this is a piece to just remind people Kurt Russell is in the Santa Claus movie that you can watch on Netflix now. And there's a sequel. Go watch it now. We is Kurt Russell seriously going to be like... Yeah, I'm not taking any other movies. I'm just doing Santa. I highly doubt it. Well, I don't know about that. I have you have you watched any? Have you watched the trailer for it? Have you seen any? No. Other? My son, no. my son watched it the day it came out. He was very very oh, excited, he and he said, "Dad, it's not as good as the first one." Oh, <laughs> wow. We were all fans wow. of the first one over here. It was a really fun Christmas movie. And, uh, they and, did a, yeah. a Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell did a, yeah. a story on. Um, CBS Sunday morning a couple of weeks ago about it. And he does talk about the fact that he invested so much of his, you know, sure. time and blood and sweat into the backstory of this of this character. And he, he talks about how, you know, St. Nicholas, he was a guy. He's a historical right. figure. Like, let's sure. let's see if we can imbue him with some of that. And then they show a clip from the movie and it looks like every other gingerbread house Santa Claus movie that there <laughs> yes. is out there. Like, I haven't watched the whole thing. So that's the extent of my commentary. But right. it, it he is not he doesn't it. I'm not sure that that research shows up on the celluloid. Like I'm really embodying this former Archbishop of Turkey. Right. And I'm just going to really bring this to the, the right with the script and the costume and set. Doesn't matter what work you do. That's not going to really come through all of that other stuff. Right. I would love an Archbishop of Turkey version of Saint Nicholas. Yes. yes. Uh, on screen, I think it would be great. It and. Kurt Russell doesn't look like that guy. Like he would not be <laughs> no. cast in that role. No. no. Maybe it's Kurt Russell's face that's giant and a little yes. tiny arm. Little tiny <laughs> <laughs> played by face on love. <laughs> yes. Uh, more whitewashing. <laughs> more whitewash. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's not great. Oh uh, uh, well. I'll probably we'll probably end up yeah. watching it again because the rest of the family still is curious about it. So yeah. we can report to you when we finally yeah, right. uh, check it out. What was so funny is Goldie Hawn. She's like, yeah, he really did write all that stuff. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. It's like he's got nothing else right. to do, you know. <laughs> well, you all know, right. better going out on this than League yes. of Extraordinary Gentlemen, like Sean Connery. Yes, <laughs> that definitely. Poor man. Uh, 
Okay. Or what was it? Uh, what was Gene Hackman's last one? It wasn't it that uh, uh, something Alaska? Oh, okay. <laughs> like wel- welcome, welcome to, to Mooseport. Mo- Moose yes, exactly. Yeah, that's how you end your your award winning career, Mister Hackman. Yeah. Yes. So at least yes, I, that, if if they can make this an ongoing franchise and maintain quality, yes, it makes sense that it would be something worth going out. <laughs> It can be his uh, his form of doing an annual Hallmark movie, right? <laughs> just there, yes, time for my next exactly. Christmas movie. Yes, exactly. 170 more pages of history handwritten <laughs> <laughs> on vellum. <laughs> All right. Well, we should do our trailers, gents. So yes, yes we should. I'm going to start us off, and I'm going to do a trailer that <laughs> that I picked. Dropped a year I, ago. Dropped, <laughs> or did it? <laughs> <laughs> or did it? That's the question. No, I'm picking a trailer for a movie that did actually come out a while ago, but it's something that has been coming up in conversations lately. And so I just felt like I had to bring this up for that very reason. And it it honestly looked like something that's like, you know, it actually looks kind of fun, even though it's so, just so pointing itself out uh, throughout. Uh, so I'm not so sure it'll hold up. It is called The Mandela Effect. Sam, my precious Sam. Hey, Sam, stay where we can see you. Becoming parents gave Claire and I a greater sense of purpose. Wow. Every day brought with it new memories, each one sacred in its own way. It doesn't feel real. I know exactly what you mean. I saw her. Maybe you should think about talking to someone. Like a grief counselor. When Sam died, I began to notice these inconsistencies. Do you remember where this was taken? Yeah, it's Griffith Observatory. I swear, I remember taking this photograph, but we were in Seattle. How would you feel if you could no longer trust your own memories? You remember the children's book when you were growing up about the family of bears? The Berenstein Bears. Berenstein. S-T-E-I-N. We've been hard to reach lately. I just just started noticing some things. Like what kind of things? We're living in parallel universes. Can you picture the Monopoly man? Yeah. What's on his face? Monocle. Apparently, it's never been the case. The Mandela Effect. Either we're sliding between parallel realities. Like a simulation, and it's glitching out. Do you hear yourself right now? Maybe it's in my head, Claire, but what if it's not? Maybe none of this is real. It, it, I mean, it's an interesting-looking science fiction film about this couple that is grieving over the loss of their daughter and he starts becoming obsessed with this uh, idea that things people are remembering facts and events um incorrectly like he, they bring up the whole Berenstein Berenstein bears thing they bring up the monopoly man with his monocle or without a monocle they you know the idea keeps popping up and then the whole idea did his daughter really die or is she alive and then it turns into this alternate reality sort of story and it's is is it this big computer simulation that we're all living in and it looks like it. Uh, it's one of those films. I mean, honestly, it's out. It's been out for a while. The ratings aren't that high, but I really wanted to pick it because 
of those reasons and because the conversation's been just swirling around the Mandela effect and because it is one of those things even Steve commented, I feel like we talked about this trailer before. It's like, yes, it's the Mandela effect. I just had to throw this in there. What did you two think of this one? So you you say you've been... We've been having a lot of conversations about the Mandela effect. Funny, I don't remember any of them. <laughs> Curse you, computer simulation! I, I actually, I, I, I feel like this movie, at the trailer, it's, it starts off on the right foot, and I'm super into the idea of grief and grieving, and, and how, you know, and, and I was really looking forward to the story of this couple and this, this father, um, you know, trying to reconcile his grief through this experience of the Mandela effect. And like when he's looking at that photo and says, you know, I swear this was in Seattle and it looked, it looked really great. And then you hear the little ching of the stars falling when it becomes a <laughs> damned computer simulation movie. Like I don't need that version of this movie. I don't need it. And it really, it, it was upsetting. And so, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to see this movie. I don't know if it's the movie that, Pete, that it certainly. You've already seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. Right. No, it's, it, it was Andy's. And maybe I, maybe when I was looking for trailers a year ago, I, I came across this trailer and then decided, oh, not to pick it. Cause it looked really, really familiar, but yeah, Pete, I'm right there with you when he's like, but I'm a coder. I'm going to fix this. If we're in a simulation, I'm going to fix the code. I'm like, what, how, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. you've got a computer that you can just plug into reality plug into and be like, universe, let me right. just, <laughs> yeah. right. I'm like, you've got a better chance of being Jeff Goldblum uploading a computer virus to an alien ship. Right. I mean, it's just, <laughs> but the, but the idea of, of memory and grief and all of that is something that I'm right there with you. And that, you know, when we get to my trailer in a few, few moments, we'll, we'll talk about what that movie should really, I, be. I, but I, I, <laughs> this is a trailer rewind movie. This is definitely a trailer rewind yes. movie that is definitely worth exploring to, to see what really works because it's hard to compress all that in the trailer. And there's so many times when they try to highlight something they think will be a draw and it may be a minimal story point, but I, I have a feeling that this is far more. We're trying to be the matrix than trying to be a character drama about grief. Here's what we're going to do, Steve, you and me, we're going to do the Mandela effect on trailer rewind. <laughs> we're going to release it for one day. And then we're going to delete it and see if we can gaslight the hell out of Andy. No, no. Well, here's what we do. We release it. You two record it, release it for one day, yeah. and then Steve and I record an episode, and we release that. <laughs> and then people will forever think, I swear I heard Steve talk to Pete about this movie. <laughs> Pete, is there a way to backdate that so it looks like it was posted like one a year, year ago? ago? Yeah, a year ago <laughs> yes. today. Right. I, I think that they're having some fun with the effects in this. It, it, there, it, it, oh, yes. it could be fun. There was a letterbox review that I wanted to just uh, read to you part of because I thought it's excruciating to slow watch 90% of the time with buzzwords and pop culture reference being thrown at you to create a facade of understanding while circling around the same one stupid plot point. However, the other 10% of the movie is amazing. The ending is effing crazy and stupid and terrible and amazing. I loved how dumb it got, but that ending is like three minutes long. The first 10 minutes is also laughably <laughs> awful. I just wish the vast majority of the time was that same chaotic energy that made the small chunks amazingly bad. Instead, most of the film is just annoyingly okay. bad. So. Glow, <laughs> glowing praise. I, yes. But apparently, there three are minutes. three. Uh, there are Excellent the minutes. ending is crazy and amazing. So yeah, All there right. you go. That's my uh, that's my pick. Steve, you're up next. 
All right. I am talking about a movie that also deals with with memory and relationships. And this is a little film uh, based on a short story uh, that is about a couple that is trying to hold their relationship together as a memory loss virus spreads and threatens to erase the history of their love and courtship. So a little bit of... uh, what is it? Uh, Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, if you can't remember people, all that. But this is called Little Fish, and it stars Olivia Cook and Jack O'Connell. I have to ask you something. I'm not sure how. Who's Gary? Yeah. So, how long would you say you've been experiencing symptoms? Like a month. I can remember some things, but. Other things are just gone, like uh, details. I can't do details. They call it NIA, neuroinflammatory affliction, and it can affect anyone. Like the man picked up by a fishing boat. It turned out he was another fisherman, couldn't remember how to steer his boat, so he decided to swim home. And then a pilot forgot how to fly. Listen carefully. If you are experiencing NIA symptoms, I need you over here. The government have the true cure. They've been keeping NIA on the street. It's no wonder people went crazy. This is not a proven cure. We urge everyone to remain calm. So the treatment, is it like a, a pill or? And we'll be doing an oral cranial puncture. Sorry, what? The brain is separated into four major lobes. Think of it as clearing a clogged pathway beneath the lateral pathway. Who am I? How old am I? What's my favorite color? You're my wife, Emma Vita Ryerson Williams. You're 28. Your favorite color is yellow. Trevor meeting me. I remember a water park. What time of year was it? Summer. No. We just bought a fish. And what really drew me to this is that idea of a virus that might be spreading across. So we've got something that's not quite as uh, on the nose as what's that uh, song songbird that's coming out that's that's about COVID. This one is about a different type of virus that isn't you know killing people, but it's destroying memory and their ability to function. And what does that mean when we can't remember things? How do we move forward if we don't remember our past? Uh, so this is coming out February 5th, 2021. Uh, and for me, it's about the relationship piece. And that's, you know, what I was excited to see in the Mandela effect, to see a whole movie about a relationship. And if they can't remember or one member of the couple can't remember, what does that really mean for their relationship? So for me, I know this is going to be probably not as strong as I hope it to be, but it's definitely one that I look forward to watching because uh, I haven't seen Olivia Cook in a while. Uh, looking forward to what, what she's doing. Uh, the writer of the short story, Aja Gabel, um, there's a, I was trying to find the actual short story uh, on his website. He lists it as, uh, says that the story appeared in the magazine Phoebe. It is my favorite story I've ever, I've ever written. So sort of curious about perhaps tracking down the original story and then comparing it to the film at one point. I'm telling you, this whole episode of Saturday is going to be a Mandela effect. (laughs) I can can totally feel it. I think that uh, it's funny that this movie was set to premiere at uh, Tribeca. 
and yeah. that its premiere about this movie, which is about a pandemic, got delayed because of a pandemic. Of a... <laughs> I just think that's <laughs> that's kind of funny. You know, and I just have to say, there was that other movie, and I'm going back to my trailer, uh, even though we're talking about this one, but what was the movie with um, um, Julianne Moore where it was the same thing? She remembered having a daughter, and uh, then all of a sudden, but the whole thing is like aliens that or something. Was, what was that one? That was The Forgotten. Is that what it was? So clearly, I, it's it's yes. I think yeah, that was. I think you're yes. right. I, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, there's something really compelling when when handled well about for when you yeah. tamper with reality through memory and people can't remember. You get that unreliable narrator, or is it or is it not? And, and when that's handled really well, yeah, I think it can be a really powerful story. Well, but, I think this one looks like it's handling it really yeah. well. I think that yeah. the way that it's treated with love and trying to create this idea of remembering who you are and everything and and remembering the ones you love um it looked very touching it honestly looks a little bit kind of like an alzheimer's sort of movie you know it has that same sort of feel just told in this kind of science fiction pandemic sort of way so i i'm excited about this one what do you think pete yeah yeah i i absolutely i think olivia cook looks great in this movie like feeling like that you know her in that experience of watching you know, somebody that you love disappear. Um, I, I think it it looks great. It's like giving just that little twist, that little nuance of, you know, gestures broadly reality and uh, and that Alzheimer's spirit. Like this is the movie that I kind of wanted the Mandela effect to be about the loss of a <laughs> right. child. And and so here they've 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 sort of given it to me, uh, it, it, you know, notwithstanding the fact that it's the loss of oneself. And I, I think that looks uh, it looks great. It looks great. When's this one finally going to get released now? It's uh, uh, scheduled for February 5th, 2021. So IFC, I think, picked this one up for distribution. So again, I don't, we'll see where things are in a couple of months. If this is going to get, I don't see this as one being a high priority to get thrown into theater. So I'm imagining this is going to yeah. be a, a direct video release. Yeah, probably. It feels like it's got kind of a never let me go vibe. Right. Yes. Oh, feels like yeah. it's, good call. It's yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited about this. One. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all Pete. Right, what's yours? Talk about me now. Yeah. Let's talk all about all right. you. All right. Look. So, this this could be another. Well, it could be just another one of those like YA series, but it, I'm I'm talking about chaos walking. That was a terrible crash. Stop! Don't come any closer. It's a girl. Girl, girl. Oh my gosh, girl. I'm sorry. No, blonde hair. I've just never, never seen a girl before. Who are you? It's so loud here. We call it the noise. Happened to all the men on this planet. Every thought in our heads were on display. Where are all the women? They're dead. What is she thinking? Where the hell is her noise? It's strange to see everything you're thinking. You know, it's strange for me too, not knowing what's going on in your head. I mean, I don't know, you might not like my dog or you want to hit me over the head with a rock or something. I like your dog. He's 
stronger than he knows. You better watch your noise. Snake. 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 If those men catch you, they'll kill you. Get in the boat! If you want to protect the girls, you have to leave now. Keep you safe, safe, keep you safe, safe. With her power, there's no telling what he can do. I need that girl before she wants him. How many are coming? A hundred. Two hundred. Thousands. I bring it to you today because it has a curious lineage. Are you aware of of what? <laughs> yeah, that's a word for it. Yes. Hey, yes. Are you aware of where this film has come from? By through who, whose hands have touched this this movie? It is okay. Let's start with the premise. Yes. It is another dystopian world. There are yeah. no women. All the women are dead, and all all the living creatures can hear each other's thoughts in a stream of images, words, and sounds called the noise. Right, it's the noise germ, and it's based on a series of books uh, by uh, or, uh, by Patrick Ness, and he is adapting the screenplays uh, for adapting the books with uh, Chris Ford. Now, it, it's a sci-fi trilogy, the Chaos Walking trilogy. This is the first one, the Knife of Never Letting Go. But listen to this: it was announced in 2011, and the first script draft was written by Charlie Kaufman. And uh, Jamie Linden wow. and John Lee Hancock and Gary Spinelli <laughs> and Lindsay Beer and then finally Chris Ford and, and Patrick Ness revising the screenplay. The hands that have massaged the words in this screenplay are hands that I generally like. Why? What? How? How? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this continues our thread of trailers that will be questioned as the Mandela effect in a year's time no kidding. on this very episode. Uh, stars uh, Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland and Mads Mikkelsen and Damian Bashir and uh, Cynthia Revo and Nick Jonas and David Oyelowo and uh, music by Andy, you'll love it, Marco Beltrami. Hey, we that, just talked about right. him. Ooh, we just yeah. talked about him. Uh, and directed by Doug Lyman. Like, there are people who have made great movies involved in the making of this movie. So why is it that I come to it with such a feeling of uncertainty? Uh, please. You, well, you, think you didn't also, you didn't mention that they shot this in 2017. And then because Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland were busy with Star Wars and Spider-Man yeah. uh, respectively, they couldn't do any of the reshoots until April of 2019. So, <laughs> so it's going to be, you're not going to be able to tell. Believe me, that they've no. aged three years. <laughs> Neither of them. They're Young gonna. They have the Winona Ryder effect, where both of them will yeah. forever look yeah. like teenagers. That's right. That's right. Boy, did they luck out with that, right? Yes, Especially right. that yes. Tom Holland. God. Yes. God. Oh, but that's 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 the big red flag for me. Is first, there's is it the too many cooks in the script, and then is it the what was what was so problematic with. That they had to do, you know, I know there's always reshoots and all that. Maybe it was exacerbated by that. But from watching the trailer and then reading the summary of the trilogy, I'm deeply concerned. It looked like they're trying to 
cram that whole trilogy into one movie. And maybe there is a lot of fluff and character stuff in the the YA novels that they said, you know what, we're going to make this just straight, you know, action sci-fi type of thing. And so it may bear, you know, just passing resemblance to the books. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but, it, it, you know, I, I trust Doug Lyman. I, I trust this cast. But I also think uh, Bird Box. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, and I didn't mention that the 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 movie had poor test screenings, and so they actually brought in a different yeah. director, Fede Alvarez, to do those reshoots. So even with Doug oh. Lyman at the helm, now with oh. a different director doing the reshoots, I'm like, wow, oh. I don't know what is happening with this. It looks like it could be an interesting film. I mean, it looks like an easy kind of late night. Uh, watch mm. sort of movie, you know. Maybe yeah. it's just it's a popcorn movie. It's a popcorn like it's movie, a and maybe it's one movie. of those. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. never, I've never read the books, so maybe I'm fine in that regard. I could just kind of take it for what it is, and then forget about it right afterward. Yeah. I just with sure. these two in it, I just would really hope that there would be more, more to it. Yeah, I do too. I libbed the books. Uh, they should be here before I can actually see the movie. So that'll be. Uh, that'll be, I, I guess, good. I don't know if I'm doing myself a disservice by not by by actually investing uh, in in the universe. But it does uh, to clarify, Steve, it does look like they're only adapting the first book, the the knife of what did I say? Never letting go. Knife of never But they're calling it the chaos walking, even though it's the chaos Whoa. walking. If you read the summary of the third book on Wikipedia, I sort of just skimmed through the overreaching plot. The last part of the trailer where it's like they're coming and how many and thousands, all that looks like it's talking about things that happen in the The, third book. The unveiling of the the aliens. (laughs) It's something. Yes. So that's where I'm, you know, I, I love a good YA novel and Pete, like you, I'll probably dig into this because I love this concept of it uh but from what i read you know first off you know we see in the trailer daisy ridley crash lands on the planet from reading the basic summary of the first book her character is already there living on the planet Mm -hmm. and so we've we've we have to simplify some things of how do we get i think they're trying to cut through the world building aspect that may you know take some time in the novels and just get to we need to get this character introduced quickly we need to get things moving along yeah, which right. again I i'm it. fine compress i it. love it because I, I i'd rather you compress it because if you're not going to do this as like a like a five or six part series on netflix then you know yeah. find ways to compress it and i i trust the hands of the writers yeah. that have been you know that the script has passed through did you so. did you guys care for a monster calls i didn't end up seeing that one is it any good? That was what another. Is... That was another Patrick. Oh, uh, oh, was that, it? That was okay, Liam no, Neeson. That no, one. was that Liam Neeson as the monster? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sigourney Weaver, right, right, Felicity Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Liam. No, Neeson, I never saw right. that one. That one yeah, was okay. it was high in my list at the time, and then it's one of those that just kind of slipped my mind. I wonder if I should check it out now with the kids, though. They might both enjoy it. What I don't I, this title sounds familiar, but I you mentioned all those people. I'm like I don't I have no recollection of that film. At Did all. it ever exist? Well, see, <laughs> see, yes, exactly. All I right. don't know. Pete's Look, making up movies. Chaos Walking <laughs> comes out. Uh, it's going to drop in the USA January twenty second, twenty twenty one. Okay, and uh, uh, you know it's who knows how we're going to see it. Who knows? Oh, yeah, right, right. I know. I get. Let me. I do know. I will not see it in a theater. So it may come out <laughs> ninety days later. It'll just be implanted, and we'll have this memory of having right. watched it, <laughs> right? But right. without actually having seen it, yeah. Yes, yeah. All, All right. right, gents. Well, I think it's time since it's the three of us that we do some re-ranking. Woo-hoo. What do you think? 
Uh, yeah. Under the cherry moon. Come on, sweet baby. That's Come right. On. All right. So Come we're going to do see. some, or jump over to flickchart.com slash the next reel. We're going to re-rank some of the films that we have on our list. We have 480 films on our chart and we're going to do 10 re-rankings. See where we, uh, what shakes up. First up, we have Interstellar from our time travel series and the Book of Eli from our Hughes Brothers series. Interstellar, please. Let's say Interstellar. Steve, have you, you've seen both of these, right? I have. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I've seen both of these. And Interstellar is one of my yeah. Father's Day tradition movies. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, I watched that. And then the movie that I won't mention because Pete will. Tree of Life. Start. They're all mentioned for you. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, Interstellar held steady in spot 182 on our chart. <laughs> Second up, Alien Resurrection. Ooh. Or <laughs> Friday After Next. <laughs> Oh, two tr- two with... series where they definitely decline by the time yeah. they hit this point. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, I'll still say Alien Resurrection. because yeah, I will too. Yeah. Steve, you have seen that, but you have not seen Friday After Next. Andy is right on. Bonus point for Andy. Right. Stand it. All right. Alien Resurrection went from 459 to 450. Not a big jump. <laughs> <laughs> but it did go up. You know, that is an indicator that we we were right the first time. Like, <laughs> yes. really, once we're there. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, next up, we have Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. Mm. Or It Happened One Night, Clark Gable and Claudette, or Claudette Colbert. Oh, absolutely, It Happened One Night. Man, I remember watching Defending Your Life again. I think we it was... My sense memory of it was much higher than the movie itself. <laughs> That's probably true. It was it um, slipped a little bit for both of us. Yeah. All right, I'll go with it happened one night. Steve, you have night. seen um ooh. Defending Your Life for sure. I don't know. Now I'm now I'm questioning if he's even seen that one. Um I'm gonna the say the movie practically was titled Dear Steve Defending Your Life. <laughs> I it's think, whether or not I'm an Albert Brooks fan. Is that the question? I know. Andy? Well, yeah. you did. Was it? No, somebody else just watched uh, Modern Romance. I'm going to say you did see Defending Your Life, but you haven't seen It Happened One Night. No, It Happened One Night is one of my favorite oh. movies. I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay. And if you were paying attention in Discord, I mentioned it a while ago as a little trivia because it's one of, one of what is it, three movies that has won the five Oscars right. for like Best Picture, Best Screenplay, Actor, yeah. Actress, But that doesn't mean you've seen it. That just means you, no, you but it's, pull oh, facts it's off of IMDb. One of favorite movies that he's never seen. <laughs> yeah, he's never seen. No, but it's a great rom-com, early, oh, early rom-com, a yeah. little bit of the screwball. No, that's, that's so a good. top film. So good. Yes. All right. Right, right there with you guys. Well, that one. Yes. All right. It happened one night. Held steady. Oh, way too low. Spot three twenty-seven on our chart. Oh, what is it doing oh, down wow. there, Pete? That's the purpose of this flick chart re-ranking, Andy. But it didn't it, move it, it anywhere. Never, <laughs> it never re-ranks oh. them with the like. It's always like yeah. You know, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, Anaconda. <laughs> oh, this is both aquatic, uh, aquatic creatures. Anaconda or big fish. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, it's big fish for me, <laughs> hands down, absolutely. It's big fish for me too. Yeah. Uh, you know, anaconda is fun, but it's not that fun. And, and and big fish, I have problems with, but I'd still uh, there's a lot going on with that one. So, Steve, at you've no seen... point was anybody regurgitated in big fish with a wink. <laughs> that I could mean, be that. its biggest <laughs> problem, right there. <laughs> Honestly, could, yeah. yes, Steve, you've yes, seen uh, big fish. <laughs> 
I question if you've seen so Anaconda. I, I don't. I don't think you have. I have not. Okay. <sighs> because why? <Yes. laughs> because it's fun. It's uh, nonsense. And yes, it's fun. I know. Mm. Yes. I'll probably watch that before I watch any of the Underworld movies. Again. Oh. <laughs> okay. But have you... Oh, I, I've been listening to old Sad Mats, and what was the one that you were now on about having to watch? It wasn't in the name of the father, but there was another one that came up that you're like, I'm going to fin- I gotta watch that movie. I can't remember. I'm yeah. going to have to start writing all these down. <laughs> all right, next up. The- I, was still, I was starting to build a letterbox list of every time you'd mention them that I haven't seen. You're like, you have to watch that. And I think I need to retitle it. Movies Andy mentioned on the sat mat that I have to definitely watch. That's right. So That's right. I'll get on that list. All right. Next up, all The right. Descent or The Natural. The Descent. Oh, oh wow! No. Okay, oh, I answered so fast, I and then I didn't even hear. I thought surely there's no movie that he's going to say, unless oh. it's under the cherry moon. I'm going to roll those dice. No, I'm going to go with the. Uh, I'm going to go with the natural. I'm going to go with the descent. Are you really? You know really? me and my weird issues with the natural. I really yes. enjoy that movie, but it's a weird one. That I have a weird thing in my head about that one. I still really enjoy it, but I think the. I'll descent tell you. I mean, is this is a, this is actually a, a good pair because I don't. I don't, I'm hearing you talk about it. I'm, I'm still with the natural, in- but I just don't care. Like either <laughs> one of them could win and I'd be fine. They're both incredibly Come strong on, films. Lightning boy. Well, Steve, you haven't seen Lightning the descent. Yes, oh, I you have. have numerous times. Oh, okay. Yes. We were just talking about it because I, for some reason we were playing a Jackbox game and spelunking came up and then we were talking about spelunking and that led to discussions of the descent and no, yeah, cause I watched it. I've watched because I think the alternate ending and all of that. Yeah. Yes. No. I. But I'm. I. There's a soft spot in my heart for the natural. Maybe it's because I yeah. saw it like sure so young. But there's just something great about that. So I'm going to go with the natural. All right. The natural. It is then. All right. The natural and... went from two thirty five to one oh five. Now there's a joke. Wow. All right. There's a joke. All right. All right. Yeah. Pale Rider or Requiem for a Dream. Oh, I got to go. Requiem. Yeah. Requiem. Um, Steve, you have not seen Pale Rider. That is correct. There you go. And you've seen Requiem for a Dream a thousand times. (laughs) That is incorrect. I have not seen it. (gasps) Yeah, that's right. Because it's Darren Aronofsky and you have a thing. I have it. I I have issues with Aronofsky. And then then there's the, because there's like the director's cut version and that's the one I would prefer to see, I think. I don't know. I don't think you even need to bother. Need to. Just watch it. Okay. Just watch it. Yeah. Okay. Requiem for a Dream helps study. about refrigerators. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Monster refrigerators. This and Ghostbusters. Requiem for a Dream held steady at spot 21 on our chart. Next up, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, or Roma. Mm, Roma. Roma. Roma, please. Roma. Steve, you have seen both of these. Yes, I have. All right. And I concur with the rest. Right. Although. Oh, wait, there's an although. Do I need to hit on after that? I was just thinking about, you know, the, yeah, don't even. No. 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 Yeah. All right. Next up, John Carpenter's The Thing or Murder by Death. Well, you know. Well, it's the it's the thing. It's always the thing. Uh yeah, it's the thing. Steve, you've seen both of these. What is Murder by Death? You haven't seen Murder by Death. No. Oh, okay. It's um It's clue clue before clue. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of. But still the thing. It's always the it's, thing. It yeah, Murder matter. by Death is yeah. problematic. Yeah. I, I know it. a lot of people love it. The thing held steady in spot 107, way too low for my taste. Yes. Next up, uh, what number are we on, by the way? Are we getting close, Steve? This is this is number nine. Okay, The Bourne Supremacy, number two in the Bourne films, okay. or The Hurt Locker. Well, I got to go The Hurt Locker. I yeah. The Supremacy is the my... the weakest of my matt damon born films and the hurt lockers genius. really it's it's weaker than jason born no of the oh i forgot there was <laughs> I, I even forget that one was made <laughs> what a yeah God. yeah <laughs> we're not gonna do this one until it's right what were they on oh. but i concur with the hurt locker yes so good such a great film all right, Hurt Locker held steady in spot 146 on our chart. And last but not least, we have The Young Girls of Rochefort or whatever the, other thing. Or The did. Abyss. Yeah, it's The Abyss. Look at that. Pete. Whatever else it is. <laughs> That's uh, my new game. How fast can I answer? I know. Or uh, The Abyss. It's absolutely The yeah. Abyss. Steve, you, haven't, you haven't seen Young Girls of Rochefort, have you? Yes, I you have. have. Yes, and I you have. Pick yes. that Wait, over the are abyss? you putting up a fight? <laughs> no, I. Th- okay, which version of the abyss doesn't matter. There's no because, which version no, no, of the abyss yeah, in this conversation. Yes, yes there is. There's not. Yes, yes, no. yes, there is. There is the director's cut, which redeems the end much, much better than the original theatrical release, which I have problems with. But no, a good light uh, French, you know, colorful musical. I'm fine. No, no, it's, it's I, I could go either way on that. But you both just cast off like, eh, eh of course it's the yeah. abyss. No, it's not, of course it's the abyss. Yeah, it's it's like, it's well, they're completely different types of films. They're both very they entertaining. Are. Young Girls of Rochefort does have some elements yeah. in it that are okay. It just yeah. didn't, it oh, didn't, yeah. it didn't work that well for me. I wasn't yes, that big a fan at all of the uh, May-December yeah. romance going on in that film. It was a little creepy. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was fine. It just, it didn't, it didn't win me over like I was hoping it would. And people say, well, I should check out the umbrellas of Sherberg because maybe that's like that one. So definitely should check that one out as well. Well, the abyss held steady in spot 200 on our chart. And with that, gents, we are done with our flick chart, uh, re-ranks for now, and maybe we'll return to it at another time. And no 2001 or... Under the cherry moon. moon. The battle continues. (laughs) Yes, it does. Yes, it does. All right. Well, we are done with that. And now it is time to hit our lists. Oh, boy. This week we're talking about the last of our Aquatic Killers films. It was Crawl that was just released. The options that people that we threw out on the um, on the show talk channel in Discord were dogs in peril, committing crimes during natural disasters, and losing limbs. And with hardly votes for any other category, <laughs> losing limbs vastly took the uh, the winning spot. So that is what we are here to talk about: movies with losing limbs. So, you know, I am going to. Start with a movie that I absolutely love, and uh, it's a horror film, and it is a film that when it came out, I just uh, remember seeing it, and I was just incredibly, incredibly impressed with the young filmmakers behind it, Lee Winnell, who wrote it, James Wan, who directed it. 
it was the uh, and it kind of kicked off the uh, the torture porn sort of slasher films. Um, but I feel like it's a lot more than that. Even if a lot of its sequels aren't that great, it is Saw. And uh, what a what a clever little film it was with the the machinations of uh, our crazy character who's who's killing people in uh, these horribly torturous ways and the way he's coming up with them. And, uh, you know, as we follow the story of uh, Lee Winnell playing Adam and Carrie Elwes playing Dr. Gordon trapped in in the uh, in, in this room. And the only way out is by cutting off a limb in order to escape before the door shuts forever. And of course, um, not to spoil anything, but Dr. Gordon does finally go through with the act in order to get out, cutting off his own foot so that he can get out. Uh, but of course, the door shuts before he escapes. So. That is my first pick, Saw from two thousand four. Yeah, okay. Is, is a is a foot right. is a foot a limb? Is it really a, is, is foot okay. count as a limb? I, you no, know, I'm just kidding. I, we're gonna be we're gonna be. I went around that back and too, forth. I did too. I'm like, the, what's a, what is a limb? Yeah. Like, is an limb. ear a limb? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, that's okay. Right. So it's they're all appendages, yeah. but a limb is something right. that you use for for motion or you know so. I'm like so. Reservoir Dogs is off the table. I don't know if you can crawl with your ears. It depends on your. De- <laughs> it depends. It depends because I think of a limb as like the whole. It, it, it's like at what point does you know cutting off fingers? No, cutting off the hand does that count? But then if you're like going to the elbow or shoulder, that's more of a limb. I don't know. It's, it's a, it, there's tricky, gray areas. Yeah, there's definitely yes, gray areas yes. there, and yes, uh, yes. inevitably I knew that would come up. Yeah. So I was debating with so, myself. I'm like, what is <laughs> is a finger? Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, I have sort of, I was working on a list and then I came across something and I thought, this is interesting. And it also gets me to talk about some films that haven't shown up, but I've got these other ones that are really solid. But I'm going to go with with this other list that I sort of discovered. I'm going to start with, uh, and although we, we might have to clean up our little database because this film it's there, but I don't know which ver- which year it is. So, but I'm gonna so I'm gonna go with this, and this is um, an Arnold Schwarzenegger film from 1990, where you know, of course, we've got our bad guy. There's a fight. They're on an elevator or a platform going up, and he holds onto Michael Ironside's arms, and as the platform goes up, those ar- those limbs just get severed, and then he. You know, could have said, "Hey, I'll you know give you a hand." No, he says, "I'll see you at the party or whatever." See you at the party, Is, Victor. Uh, yeah, yes, the party, Victor. Yes, exactly. So it's Total Recall. It's in the list database, but it didn't say Total Recall 1990. So we may have to clarify which right. version of Total Recall. I have Recall a feeling the nobody was picking the remake, but no, I, I, I thought so as well. But Although it was Tommy, it was, and he always throws us with some peculiar picks sometimes. Yeah, so right. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, Andy will listen to it again and tell us. That's right. Yes. All, All right. right. Total Recall 1990. My first one is, um, you know, uh, this was it possibly. Elijah Wood's most interesting portrayal for me, uh, and it, it is the role oh, of I think what was his name Kevin Kevin uh, in Sin City and Steel. Uh, that... Nice, jeez, nice. I can't believe you let me steal that. I can't it is, either. It is the most horrific and awesome portrayal Elijah Wood has ever done, and he gets his he gets eaten limb for limb with a with a smile on his face. Uh, it is great. It is great in Sin City. Uh, there you go. Yeah, he gets all of his limbs cut off and he's just laying there and the dogs yeah. feast on him. <laughs> oh, it's so, so gross. 
that's a great, uh, great one. Absolutely was one of my picks because talk about a lot of limbs getting lost. All of the yeah. limbs, all of the limbs, all the Every limbs, limb. great limbs. Every <laughs> one of the great, the greatest limbs. <laughs> oh, so good. My next one, I am jumping to a um, half of uh, Grindhouse. It is the Planet Terror. Okay. Uh, of Grindhouse. Yeah. I love this movie so much more than the other half of Grindhouse, which I had a lot of problems with, even though I enjoy the uh, uh, the the stunt work in it. This half, directed by Robert Rodriguez, was just so much fun. It definitely took the, the 80s kind of direction with Grindhouse more than kind of Tarantino's kind of 60s, 70s-ish. Um, but in this one, we have uh, Rose McGowan, who uh, she is a, uh, a, a, a dancer. She's a go-go dancer. And there's this weird like zombie creature attack that happens and she loses her leg and somebody gives her a uh, like a table leg, I think, is what she first gets attached to it so that she can get around. And then eventually she ends up putting on like this uh, this machine gun on her leg that somehow she can cock and shoot. I don't exactly know how it works in context of the movie. It I don't matter. think it matters. It's, magical. <laughs> it's a grindhouse movie. Eventually, it's just it's just this insane leg that she can run around and and she does amazing uh, work with it, just spinning around and everything. It is so much fun watching her with this minigun on her leg that she walks around with to fight these zombie creatures and uh, just becomes one of the uh, you know, one of the great fighters. So that's uh, my second pick. Absolute blast. Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror. Outstanding. Such a fun film. I have, and I have less problems with the first half, too. So <laughs> That's the half of Grindhouse I haven't seen. I actually haven't oh. seen. So you haven't I've, seen I've Grindhouse. Seen You've piece. only seen. Well, I've seen Death Proof. Death Proof. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I didn't see the, you know, both with all the trailers and yeah. all of that stuff. So no. it's, it's a fun yes. way to watch them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. So the, I was surprised this hadn't shown up on any of our lists because, you know, I, I checked our database. It wasn't there. And there are some movies that you see and you think, oh, well, that was that was kind of silly fun. You know, it was something light. And then you watch it again and you watch it again and go. There's something more to this. There's some political statement being made here. There's some commentary going on. Is it? Is it really? How how aware of this of this is how is this film aware of what it is? What's going on with this? Uh, when you take a a, a, sci a very short sci-fi almost novella and it's expanded into a, a a film that becomes it's a franchise. I'm talking, of course, about Starship Troopers and our beloved Michael Ironside again, losing both his legs in the battle against the bugs. Is this a Michael <laughs> Ironside trilogy of appendages? It, is it? <laughs> Is it? But I, I would have picked Starship Troopers anyway. I mean, first there's the fact that he's already missing an arm, uh, but then it's his legs. His legs get lost. So we've we've lost both arms in our first film. We've lost both our legs. Where will we go next? Wow. I'm You're really, really planning something here. Really into this. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. All right, Pete. All right. Second pick. Uh, okay. So speaking of the Mandela effect. Uh, this movie, I've only seen it once, and it had an indelible uh, uh, sort of uh, impact on my psyche. Uh, not the least, uh, for, for reasons 
I think it was good. I think it was fun and funny. And also, I swear our own Chad Stoops was in it. He, <laughs> according to IMDb, he wasn't. But I swear he was. The movie is Idle Hands. Uh, oh. do, you, do you remember Idle Hands? Uh, yes. I remember coming out. Yes, I do. Didn't, uh, wasn't, is Devin Sawa in that? Is that? Yes. Because yes, his Devin name just popped up in, in yes, uh, did. the in Discord, Discord chat. Yes. 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 Devin Sawa and Seth Green. And Seth Green has like a bottle sticking out of his head for a yes. lot of the movie. Yes. And it is, um, I mean, it's hard for me to look at even the poster and not see uh, our own Chad on the kite could have really done that. It, it's, it, you know, about the the hand that goes crazy and by the end he whacks it off and it still goes crazy. So it's not, uh, I, I think it's a 6.2. Apparently, uh, you know, I remember it as slightly, uh, slightly above the six star rating. Idle Hands, 1999. Never saw it. It was one that I, I oh. remember seeing the poster. I remember seeing the trailer and I was just like, meh, meh. I've seen, I've it's, seen. No, you know, it's a the, late night. Yeah, joy, right. Joy it, it, yeah. It's late night, yeah. and there is there is some sort of like it. It yes, it's just this you know comedy, but there's something about I guess there's some sort of subtext about you know with your hands and you know that whole thing of idle hands and all of that yeah, whatever that expression is. There's there right. There's some interesting pieces to it. It's it's smarter than I thought it was yes. going to be. Still not you know brilliant film, but definitely worth. Well, it's nineteen. It's from the late nineties. It's probably not going to stand up as as well as I thought. And there'll probably be some things in there. They'll be like, "Wow, that's really offensive now." But but it's from ninety nine, and I'm always surprised yeah. with films from ninety nine because yeah. there was a, yeah. a surprisingly large number of good films that came out in that year. Yes. So who knows? Maybe it's. Worth I'm going to watch it again. There you go. Put it on the okay. list. Report Inter- to us. Let us and know. let yeah. us know if it's worth it. Nailed yes. It. All right. For my final pick, I I feel like I can't. Uh, I, I have to have this on because just in case one of you don't, it has to be here. Uh, it is, of course, uh, the brilliant, brilliant scene where you have uh, King Arthur and his uh, some of his knights. They want to cross a bridge, but the Black Knight refuses to let them. Yes, none shall pass. Yes. <laughs> Move aside, <laughs> then you shall die. And hence begins one of the most nonsensical and bloody uh, sword fights that I've seen in all the right ways. And uh, you know, yes. let's call it a draw in the end. After the Black Knight has had all four of his limbs severed and he's just on the ground with his bloody stumps, it is one of the funniest bits I've seen. Yes. It is so fun. I love Monty Python. I love Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And it is that film from 1975 uh, with lots of limbs getting severed. That's my final pick. All the limbs. All the great all, limbs. All, all the, the great limbs. limbs. That's Just the way like to Kevin. Just yes. like Kevin. When would you ever have thought that Sin City and Monty Python and the Holy Grail would be compared? That happened right here <laughs> today, folks. That's right. Oh, I just hope that oh. Steve can bring us another multi-amputation horror fest. <laughs> no, I, I can't because... You know, sometimes, uh, you know, like the Mandela effect, when you, you're having trouble distinguishing what's reality, what's not reality, because you're just, you're losing weight. There's mysterious messages on your refrigerator when you're Christian Bale and the machinist. <laughs> and one day as you're working on the assembly line, you sort of doze off and one of your coworkers, played by Michael Ironside, <laughs> gets his arm ripped off in the machine. 
in the machinist. Wow. Yes. My Michael <laughs> Ironside it. list. You did that it. That is so the, funny. Uh, there, Good there call, is, Pete. There was somebody, there, <laughs> there was, as I was searching, somebody had a website and they said, they noticed that he's, he suffers injuries and apparently a lot to his left arm to the point where this person said, for a while, I wondered if he was actually, you know, somebody that it was an amputee and didn't have their left arm because there's so many movies where they're damaging or removing yeah. his left arm. They thought, oh, it's just that's they, you just cast Michael Ironside if you guy that need a guy that doesn't have a left arm. So funny. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. I, I actually wonder if <laughs> if we were to look at like the 120 pages that Michael Ironside writes on his character <laughs> development, if every one of them, he's an amputee in some way. <laughs> My final pick is, you know, I, I struggled because uh, one of them I wanted to do, you don't, it, the, it's already post-amputation, right? It's that you don't actually lose, see the, lo- the losing of the limb. Uh, and that wouldn't have counted, right? We're not, no. that's not. Not if they started we, we film that way. That. Right. Yeah, yeah they right. started film that way. <sighs> that, that hurts me. So, oh, come on. There's an obvious one that I'm surprised neither of you have picked. And I wa- really wanted to put this on my list, but the, then I had the Ironside thing. I have a huge, thing, so. huge list. So, oh. Yeah. Well, probably I, think, I have somewhere. a pretty big list, too. And, and, and I okay. do, I also struggle with this one because I feel like it's such, it, it's, a, it's a basic pick. Like, it's the pick that, that I it needs to be represented on the list, and I'm just okay. kind of bummed that I'm the one who needs to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because there are a couple of these that like, but I, I'll I guess I guess I'll go ahead and do it, and okay. uh, and we'll talk about the Vietnam battle in Forrest Gump, and uh, it is the uh, uh, Lieutenant Dan loses his legs, and there you go, there you go. That's not the one I was thinking. Really? And we've talked okay. about that one on the show, so I'm surprised I know. you yeah. of all people. I guess that's just me and my rules. But <laughs> no, that's true. I, thought, I didn't check. I didn't. Oh, go ahead, Steve. Go. No, no, go I ahead. Just, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go. I was convinced that you were going to put 127 hours on. That seemed like the big obvious that's, one to me. Yes, th- there yeah, we are. Okay. That's exactly well, that what too, I thought. But I thought was, Tom Hanks. Yeah. I thought we have to. Oh. Don't, don't we have to? Except yeah. there it's, it's, except we've rule? talked about it. So I do have right. 127 hours. I almost picked okay. Anchorman. Uh, I, I, that's what I thought you would pick. I was 100% <laughs> convinced you were going to put Anchorman on, even though you've probably talked about that on like half of your sad mat list. <laughs> I do. Anchorman is the one I would have put on, but nobody said Forrest Gump. Oh. Uh, is it too late? I want to go back. I you take it go, back. You can go back. You can, I take it back. Anchorman, Legend of Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because Tim Robbins does that heroic ca- catch of the cleaver and uh, cuts off Luke Wilson's arm in the middle yeah. of the Anchorman battle. And yeah. that's the that's the one I, I can't believe. I, why did I even have a dalliance with I Tom Hanks? I, I did it for you, Andy. Uh, you're I did sweet. it for you. You're di- you're... I take it back. No, it's <laughs> because it's Thanksgiving. You were just giving to I'm me. I'm a bad I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. All I right, what did you all have I for backups? Would you have some backups? Uh, so the uh, 127 
hours because yeah. I, I was trying to go more limb than just just hand. So he then, cuts his like whole forearm off, doesn't? Yes. Yeah. No. No. That that was that was That's for sure. Really but then the, I had the Michael. Yeah. Right. That was a limb. The Michael so there were lots of hands. That, so I, I right <laughs> I exactly. And so there were lots of hands. <laughs> there were lots of hands. So then I this one there was multiple ways that I could approach this. So uh, in Evil Dead Two, Bruce Campbell cuts off his hand, puts the chainsaw, chainsaw. on. I'm like, sure. well, it's not really a limb. But then he goes and he's hacking up the demons, and there's like you see limbs, like entire arms, like flying of, by right. and all that. He's, so many limbs. So that so, so so many many limbs. And then of course I will, and it's it's far enough up the arm that I would say it was a limb. Is uh, of course going one hour classics that we just talked about in the re-rank is the thing when we're doing CPR and the hands go into the chest cavity sure. and get completely cut off there. Right, right, Just, right. That's um, I had, oh, lips. Pete, go, what about you? Oh, Kill Bill um, in the Crazy 88s fight oh. lots of yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Rim, rim right. fighting. Um, I, let's see. Uh, I had Evil Dead 2. All of any Star Wars movie with either uh, <laughs> any of them, all of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I will it, say it was nice that we all followed Ben Lotz. Uh, he put that in, as a challenge. You know, yeah. if you're doing this, don't put yeah. any Star Wars movies on. There, don't so. put Star Wars movies. Yeah. yeah. None of us did that. Um, uh, Jurassic Park, Sam Jackson. Uh, but we actually don't yeah. see the arm. We just we don't arm. see him lose it. We just see the arm. <laughs> see the we arm. See, <laughs> we see we the, see arm the limb left. that has been lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was amazing, um, and so and uh, the one that I wanted, I I just because every chance I get, I want to do Nick Cage's Moonstruck speech. They took my life. They took my bride. Look at my hand. Right, that's so good. I put bread in a hot hole. It's so good. Um, and uh, so that was uh, that was my list. Nice, nice. Well, I had I had True Grit on mine also. Oh, um, sure, yeah. Which is, I think, a good one. And okay. I'm pretty sure that's true in either one, although I honestly can't remember yeah. the original that well. Um, I had Freddy versus Jason on my list because there's some limb losing in that yep. one for sure. And uh, last but not least, uh, although as we've talked about it on another list before, uh, but Toy Story, because of course, Buzz loses his limb Buzz loses. <laughs> and Tom uh, and Woody uses it in uh, very effective ways <laughs> to, to try convincing the others that Buzz is with him. So That's amazing. There you go. That's fantastic, uh, and and we got uh, that would have been a Tom Hanks ad. We got yes, we got through this list have. and no Tom Hanks ad. I know, so sad, but that's okay. I will survive. Yeah. Well, next week it we are kicking off our Underworld series. We're going to be doing the first Underworld film from two thousand three, directed by Len Wiseman. All right. Steve, it sounds like you've seen it, even though you don't want to rewatch yes. it. Um, yeah, <laughs> we have a number of different options, do- number of different yeah. directions we could really go here. Um, what do you three oh, think man. we should movie do? movie action sequences that have been tested on MythBusters? <laughs> Believe it or not, I was thinking about that, <laughs> but I'm like, for some reason, <laughs> no, I yeah. don't think there are probably that many. I could be they've wrong. Done the cu- <laughs> they've done a couple Hollywood uh, episodes. I don't know that it's enough for three people to do list but they've done several let's let's myth bust this this hollywood action sequence That's so amazing. yes there's there's a, a couple hollywood but not enough trial. <laughs> yeah maybe yes. enough for one person's list <laughs> yes exactly right. uh well we definitely have vampires I, we definitely have werewolves we definitely have uh, them in the modern world so i don't know if there's something about kind of like these supernatural creatures running around the city but that's something we could uh, find a way to do as opposed to like gothic um, kind of ancient periods or anything. 
We could do movies with yeah. those really cool poses. We have a lot of that, those. That is a that is appealing to me because that there that is one of the things that like for me stands out. Watch, I actually I started watching the first Underworld like a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, that off the building to just sort of like land and I'm walking. Yeah, and that just yeah, there was some there were some really cool poses, and so for me that's what I think of when I think of underworld i mean yes you could do vampires or werewolves but there's so many other franchises who really tackles cool poses let's that's do cool poses i love that oh my that's God. an idea that's a great list uh it'll be yes. interesting to see what people come up with yes wow what else do we have here um we have there's a lot of gunplay um you know a lot of there double is. fisted oh. double fisted <laughs> gunplay um it's I'm, definitely I'm in favor super... of a double fisted gun pl- gunplay. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I would double fisted gunplay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely a thing. There was an era where there was a, a I already a have a perfect one for it. I don't know if I'm on the I'm show sure next week, do. but uh man, it'd be a great one to do. We have it's definitely a soap opera. I'll tell you. This yeah, is a real yeah. soap opera and uh, there is a key. There's a mysterious link to someone from the past. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that's uh worth doing as a list item but um um there's you know those sorts of reveals there's cool hero outfits um tight <laughs> outfits <laughs> just painted just on movies outfits? where yeah. characters wear plastic yes <laughs> oh, <laughs> right uh i'm i'm torn between the supernatural creatures in the modern city because they're like that modernizing sort of the you know classic uh, creatures, but also the, 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 yes, there's something about, let's make this cool, like creature action movie, but we're going to have it, you know, supported by a, a really soap opera, you know, yeah. story. I like that mysterious link to someone from the past because that, that could cover a variety of genres, which may play to different strengths from whoever's on the show. Mysterious link to someone in the past. Cause that, that the mysterious link is vague enough that you could sort of, you know, well, it's mysterious. You could go, well, it's got to be mysterious. Yeah, be what mysterious. is that mysterious. link to the past? Yeah. It's got to be something in the past. So it's like, you know, well, I remember this, but do you really? Do you really? Is it a Mandela, <laughs> Mandela effect? effect. <laughs> Mandela effect supernatural creatures movies? <laughs> I like the mysterious link to someone from the past. I mean, okay, we, okay. we'll have yeah. a lot of opportunities to put supernatural creatures yes. in the modern city on yes, our list will. over yes. the next yes. few weeks. <laughs> what do you think, Pete? Should we stick with Mysterious yeah. Link? Let's let's do it. Right. So so our three are cool poses. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like Double this f- is like hero poses, right? And what yes. can you just yeah. give me a constraint around hero poses? Because I could just no. want to come up with a list of cool guys don't look at explosions movies. Well, that's would that, but would that's that not count? a pose. That's not a pose. It has that's to be a pose. A that's frozen, not, that's a yeah. shot. Yeah. You know, yeah, okay, but yeah. not a look, not yeah. a shot. I think Celine has Pose. has several poses yeah. in here where she's like yeah. standing with her guns or the yeah. way she does yeah, her right. uh, victorious victorious angel thing at the end. You know, right? Oh right, yeah, right. There's when you think about it, you know how you when you watch a movie, you're like, oh, that's that's there because they wanted that in the trailer. It's like, what is the yes. pose where you're like, they wanted that on the poster? Yeah. Great, ter- you know, there's yeah. a lot of Great those where it's like, shot. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. That's, that helps me. That's good. Yes. All right. All right. Well, there Double it is. Double-fisted so, gunplay. 
is the second one, yeah. and mysterious link to someone from the past for next week. Yes, that's right. That is going to go All up right. in our Show Talk channel over in Discord. So if you want to get in on the vote, you just need to, uh, well, one, just join us over in Discord where you can get into all sorts of conversations with all the movie lovers who are uh, following our shows week to week. And in the, to get into the Show Talk channel, you just become a member for as little as a dollar a month. You can join and you can get in on a bunch of extra channels. You can get uh, early access to the episodes. You can get in on um, the live broadcasts of the shows being recorded. You can get in on uh, pre-show chat on our monthly film board. There's a lot of benefits that you get as a member. Just head over to thenextreel.com slash membership and you can learn all you need to know about it. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us here today. We really appreciate it. And uh, I guess until next week, everybody, um, Pete, Steve, it was great chatting with you about movies today. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Likewise. Bye. Look at my hand. <laughs> nobody brought up, a hand, nobody brought up Ronnie, a hand? little Ronnie Reagan. Again, we've talked oh, about it God. on the show. Yeah. King's Row. King's Row. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the rest of me? Where's the rest of me? We'll just call it the, the, uh, the where's the rest of me list. (laughs) (laughs) That's awful. Oh, my. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.